I've had this beer and I yeah I, can't I took one drink and I called the guy back over and he's like is everything okay and I said yeah I'll take one of these bottles yeah I'll take two of them inspired by the adventures of our nurses therapists and techs a beer with Atlas is the only healthcare traveling craft beer drinking podcast each week, we'll open a few beers, talk about the brewery and the style of beer, and then dive into some research curated specifically for each episode. In the end, we hope each one sounds like a conversation you'd have with your friends while enjoying a few cold ones. Rock Chalk Jayhawk, and welcome to another episode of A Beer with Atlas. Can you tell I'm excited? I'm a little rich. bit. You peaked. Bit, yeah. I peaked out really yeah, loud. Yeah, yeah, tiny bit. Work is magic there. Work some magic. I'm Rich. I'm Brian. I'm Don. <laughs> <laughs> Rock Chalk Jayhawk because one, I'm a. I, I've been a Jayhawk fan since. Like, we just talked about this since 1988. Yeah. Since I was, uh, what was I was 14 years old, yeah. and uh, I watched Danny and the Miracles win the national title, and I've loved college basketball ever since. Uh, and this beer is from Lawrence, Kansas, home of the Jayhawks. Lawrence Beer Company, located at 826 Pennsylvania Street. There in Lawrence. Hmm. It's a stout. I brought this back specifically for you two because we had been talking about just doing a straight up barrel aged stout. Yeah. So mm. here you go. Bourbon barrel aged Imperial Stout 2021. It's called Black is All the Colors at Once. I can't hmm. wait. And it is dark. Wow. Yeah. It is That's motor. what I'm talking about. When it came to the table, I was with my wife and her cousin and her husband. And uh, he was like, wow, that's dark. Not no- normally a stout guy. And yeah. he smelled it and said, yep, I'll take one too. And he ordered a uh, he ordered one as well. So mm. The good thing about this is I can smell it from here. Yeah. And also it's a big bottle. So yeah, it is. we might get secondsies. Mm-hmm. Um, the first thing I just want to say is I liked their website. I liked mm-hmm. the, it seemed like humor in it. Yep. Um, said my first note I wrote down on their website, masks must be worn correctly, <laughs> which tells me yes. either somebody was wearing it like a face mask over their eyes mm-hmm. or they just thought they made it have to throw it out there, but yep. you have to wear it over your nose and mouth. That's on the website. And I thought, good. Cool, I love it. Yes. There we go. Absolutely. Does that get the vibe of the place? I've never been here. It totally does. So I've been to their actual location. I've been to their satellite location. Uh, this is the the their original location, just within walking distance of Mass Street. So we'll get to what Mass okay. Street is here in a little bit. Uh, open Monday through Thursday, 11 to 9. Friday and Saturday, 11 to 10. Sunday, noon to 9. Oh. Okay. Uh, founded. Is, it, is this the west location? This is the no. I was I was just at the west location. Okay. So east is the downtown area. Okay. Is the just off of Mass Street. Gotcha. So, um, Lawrence mm. is a bit pretentious, maybe sometimes. Mm. Uh, I mean, when when you have the best basketball, best mm. college basketball team in the country playing there, where basketball was invented, basketball That's true. That was is true. invented. Uh, there by Dr. James Naismith. And you can actually see his original rules there at Allen Fieldhouse. Uh, Their streets in Lawrence are the states. Okay? Okay. And I think we may have talked about this before. They're the states. But the streets go in order that the states were admitted to the union. Sure, that makes sense. Yeah. I just think that's pretentious. Like, it's not in alphabetical order. It's not in random order. It's how they were admitted into the union. Well, you, you know, I guess if you don't know the order, 
you're going to get lost, and I would not know the order. Right. Uh, does that mean that there are no states after Kansas on the on the streets, or does it keep going? No, it keeps going. Yeah. Okay. Does yeah. it go all the way to, like, Alaska and Hawaii? Uh, I don't know. I've They're never like, been. You know what? I stay downtown. Lower 48. Yeah. That's where we stop. Yeah, I stay That's downtown. It. Okay. There you go. Founded in 2017 by University of Kansas alumni Matt Williams, Adam Williams, no relation, and Brendan Allen. Uh, and we'll get to this a little bit, but when they opened in 2017, one of my favorite bands of all time played at their opening, the Mighty Mighty Boss Tones. They've only been open for five years? Yeah, only for five mm. years. Yeah. Look, Free State had a stranglehold on that area. And, I mean, still really does. There's another place called 23rd Street Brewing, yep. which is really, really I've good. i some of their stuff. Yeah, uh, but Free State really had a stranglehold on Lawrence isn't that big. Yeah. It just, it just isn't. I kind of got the feeling like they were the... Laszlo's of their, you know what I mean? Like maybe the first free state had some yes. food. Yep. And they have their standard beers, and that's where yep. my parents would go. Yes. That's kind of what I got from that. That is definitely true. That is definitely true. Not that didn't take anything away from their beers. Though. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, they're still there, but they're not making, you know, experimental whatevers. No. Probably. No. No. Uh, I'm with Larry. Does that make any sense? No. That's the rewards program. Uh, maybe Ooh. that's a shortening for Lawrence nickname. Maybe, yeah. Uh, they have like a, a club. It's like uh, you get a point for every dollar. And then oh. after you get to 100, you get a $5 coupon. Where was my server So you're going to have to sign up, I guess, next time you're there or whatever. Son of a bitch. I mean, it makes sense. Yeah. Up here, the casual pint has something similar to that mm-hmm. that you go to. Yeah. If you're going to go someplace... Get rewarded, right? If you can, right? I that's the last, a free beer. The last three times I've been to Lawrence, we have gone. We have gone to Lawrence Beer Company. Did so. you eat there? I did. Did you have any of these starters, Brussels sprouts? Uh, so when the Ryan's went with us before COVID, so in 2019, uh, when we went to a game, they did have those. Delicious. Okay. And I'm not generally a Brussels sprout fan. I feel like that was maybe. Not Steve's choice. Uh, no, it was definitely oh, Jamie's what? choice. Okay. Yeah, it was it's definitely Jamie's kind of choice. Kind of what I figured. Because I see him more of this guy, the chili cheese fry guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, fried avocado tacos. Mm. Mm. That sounds like a Lawrence thing, but no. Creamy shrimp linguine. That's a main. Delicious. Oh, boy. Chai latte panna cotta. That's for dessert. Mm. Mm. And they also have a tres leches poke cake. Mm. I learned what a poke cake is recently. What is that? You make a cake, like a sheet cake or a circle cake or whatever, and then um, you bake it, and then you take it out, and you use this dowel, long thing. Okay. You jam holes in the cake, and then you pour something into those holes, so like some fruit liquid or whatever you want, and then you finish baking it up, and then you get like these flavor pockets. It runs down into it. Kind of like the old meat injector and the smoker, yes. you know, like that. Yeah. You get under the skin on a chicken or something. Mm-hmm. It's similar to that, but it's in the baking variety. The cake fruit injector. Yes. It's so delicious. that's a poke cake. Okay. Thank you, Food Network <laughs> um, Kids Baking Championship yeah. for that knowledge. Yeah. Uh, some of the beers I wrote down because I thought they were interesting. They had great names. They have Rocket Surgery, which is a funny, you know, little twist. Absolutely. It's an IPA, Simcoe, and Comet hops. Oh, so I guess that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, They had a beer called Tandem, which is an American stout, 5.5%. Okay. Close to Irish stout as far as ABV goes. Mm -hmm. Uh, Flaked oats and black malts. 
So it's gonna be pretty smooth, mm-hmm. uh, but kind of th- more thin, definitely thinner than what we got here. Yeah. There's a beer they have called Cahoots, which is a coffee beer that they made with a local coffee roaster. Oh, yes. Repetition okay. Coffee, mm-hmm. I think is the name. Mm-hmm. This one was interesting because it said it has hints of molasses and grapefruit. Oh. So how you get that through the coffee, I don't know. Uh, maybe those are the notes from the coffee. I'm not sure. Um, but it comes from, the coffee comes from Columbia. Okay. So that's where they got the beans for that one. That's five and a half percent. They had a bunch of beers that were local-ish, um, like Kansas City sports kind of related things. Mm-hmm. Um, they had a beer called Hazy Hippo. Yep. Uh, then they had one called King Hippo. From Punch Out? Mike Tyson Punch Out character name. It's a Dippa. Oh. Double IPA with Azaka and Idaho hops. Interesting. So a little more bitter than like a, you know, a mm-hmm. hazy style. Um, white flesh, peach, orange, pineapple, grapefruit are the flavors you're supposed to get out of there. Interesting. Which sounds pretty good to me. Um, they had cool shirts. They do have great shirts. So one, they said National Pastime logo, and it was mm-hmm. like like a baseball thing baseball field yeah they had one that had uh lawrence beer company with the dog but then it was the kc uh like the baseball stadium crown the crown scoreboard the royals they had one that was the mvp with their logo and it had looked like patrick mahomes hair nice so you could tell what it was yeah it was definitely him Uh, they had a cool pride design they had a camelback tumbler that was cool Mm -hmm. Uh, a fanny pack i'm guessing some people in lawrence walk around with a fanny pack uh, maybe it's cool. Maybe it's not. It's cool. Uh, they have an apartment. They have an actual apartment? Did you know this? No, you I did not. You can book it. No, get out it's of here. It's above the brewery. It's it's a one bedroom, one bath. Okay. I'm guessing this is the downtown location. Yeah, it's the east location. Comes with a full kitchen, a living room, and a washer dryer. Has free parking, free Wi-Fi. Here's the kicker. Mm. 20% off food and drink and merchandise. So if you're going to go there, you need a place to stay. Yeah. Check it out. Can you Airbnb that? Uh, it was on their website. It says, come wow. stay with us right on the website. You can click in. And I looked at the pictures and it looked like a, a place that they had remodeled and recently. Nice. And you can stay there and then just, you know, walk down the, the steps and go to have a few beers. Hmm. Hmm. That would be dangerous and awesome. And awesome. Yeah. Mm, so is this beer. You like that? that tie in. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so good. I figured you might like it. It's almost a little sweet. It's like it wants to be, but it's not. It's like, yeah, there's no adjuncts in here. That's just the booze warming you up. Yeah. Mm. And it's aged in wild turkey barrels. Okay. I don't believe I've ever had a barrel-aged beer that was aged in wild turkey barrels. The one thing I know about, I've had one, and it was from Anderson Valley Brewing Company. Okay. Wild turkey is usually 101 proof, which is a little stronger than, oh, than it's, some. It'll it'll do the trick. Yeah. So uh, I, I like it. So is wild turkey in Heaven Hill the same? It's like one of the mm. the one of the um, is that what it says parent companies that? or whatever. Mm. They, I don't know, okay. maybe because Heaven Hill is like the big mom and pop company of all these other places now. Oh, and you'll see Heaven. Sense. I think we just had this recently, or it's coming up on the schedule. Something about okay. Uh, Ryeway to heaven. Oh, Ryeway to heaven. I think it's on our, yeah, our list. That's coming up. That's another. Anytime you see heaven in the name for like a barrel aged beer, it's Heaven Hill is like the main oh. distributor of these. So a lot of places will have their stuff sent from this big. 
Interesting. company or whatever. So Yeah, because the bottle says, this imperial stout was laid to rest in Heaven Hill bourbon barrels for mm. nine months. Balanced bourbon and heavy vanilla aromas accompany deep layers of malt complexity, alcohol, oak, and roast. Let this one warm in your glass while you stare into the black, black, black. Hmm. It's kind of what we did. It kind of, yeah. We let it warm up for a minute, and uh-huh. so I, I think it br- really brings out the, the the bourbon flavor, which I don't normally. Mm-hmm. I, I guess I wouldn't normally seek out, but for whatever reason, it really works. That's here. how I am. It's it's kind of funny. Like when I first started this craft beering mm-hmm. ten something years ago, like whiskey was just a shoot. Like get it out of the way. I don't <laughs> like this taste. I don't like anything about it. And then I got into the barrel aged beers. Got into like the sours and the yep. stouts specifically. And now I found my way to whiskey from these beers, which is weird. Now I'm weird. like kind of into it a little bit. Oh. Not to the point where I'm, you know, sniftering and and right. uh, just sipping on on the rocks, but I can mm. at least tolerate it and you can don't appreciate hate it. it for what yeah. it is. Yeah, that makes I'm sense. I'm starting to get some of those differences and notes and things like that. My uncle gave me like a a whiskey starter kit thing okay. with the little glass that has like the little the the bulb at the bottom that kind of comes out and so yeah yeah so it comes with a glass but then it's got like um different uh little ziploc bags of different things so like there's black pepper there's Whoa. uh licorice there's mm. cherry there's all these things so you're supposed to like sip the whiskey and then you're supposed to like smell the bags oh, to try wow. to see if the whiskey is like peppery or if it's oh, you know because it's all tied together I yeah, guess. yeah yeah and so then that's Interesting. how you're supposed to train your your nose on whiskey or whatever and i've just been chugging it <laughs> no wonder i don't get any <laughs> yeah information it's pretty interesting i didn't think that whiskey tasting would go that deep but it, it does I'm scared of those things. Yeah. Like distillery tastings. I'm like, I've seen myself at beer tastings. Yeah. I it's probably not a good idea for me. Mm-mm. You know? It's <laughs> not it's not I, I have not done one yet. It'd be scary. Yeah, that, that might awesome, be a bit much. An yeah. Awesome twenty minutes. Yeah. yeah. That might be a bit much. Um, let's, uh, you got, what else you got over there? You want to talk about music first? Sure. I want to go to my music tie-in. Yeah. So, uh, I've talked about this before. We did, when we did Free State, uh, a a couple of beers back. It's been probably a year or so since we've done, we've done that one. Uh, I, I, I grew up. At Astra Beer, yeah. I remember. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I've, uh, I grew up around Lawrence, Kansas. Spent a ton of time there. A lot of my friends went to school there. Uh, I couch surfed there for a while when I was much, much younger, uh, I saw the majority of like bands that were very small at the time, like grunge bands that were small at the time. I saw at the Bottleneck, uh, which is a a, a venue there, famous, like, famous, Even super I've heard famous. Of that. Yeah, uh, if, if you're playing Kansas City, you play the Bottleneck. Like you go 20 minutes down the road to Lawrence and you warm up yeah. at the Bottleneck. So I saw I saw the Smashing Pumpkins, I saw the Foo Fighters, and it is a tiny, tiny venue. Yeah, it is not very big at all. Uh, I've been to more KU basketball games than I can count, thanks to Jenny's cousin who works for the university, and every year always seems to uh, find my uh, find some tickets my way. Yeah, and that's so nice. we make a weekend of it and go down there. And uh, but yeah, I grew up a I grew up a Jayhawk, and when I found out that not only did Lawrence Beer Company have this connection to one of my favorite bands ever, I thought, okay, we're gonna we're gonna do 
we're going to do this on the podcast at some okay. point. I'm going to find one of their beers and we're going to do this. So, like I said, when they opened in 2017, I don't know why. I could not figure out. I couldn't find why. They had the Mighty Mighty Boston's play their grand opening. Now, one of the first beers they ever produced was a collaboration with Ska Brewing out of mm-hmm. Durango. So maybe that so has something. must be something. Ska music fans. Maybe. Maybe Matt is a Ska fan. Yeah. I'll take you back to uh, the first time I ever heard the Mighty Mighty Boss Tones. I was at a street festival in Lawrence, Kansas, and they were playing. This would have been, I don't even know, early 90s. Yeah. Uh, and I was at a record shop there in Lawrence that I know isn't there anymore. And I'm looking at I'm looking at CDs, records, and whatever. And a guy comes up to me and taps me on the shoulder, and he said, here you go, you want this one right here. And it was the Boss Tone. It was the guy that just dances on stage with the Boss Tones. <laughs> yeah. His name's Ben Carr. Uh, he handed me Devil's Night Out, which was the first, the first like, like mainstream CD. Okay. And I'm like, I can have this? And he's like, yeah, there you go. And nice. I hadn't heard of them. We watched them play that night, and, and I was just, I was hooked after that. So, Did you like that kind of music before? I, did. I mean, I was a punk fan, for sure. So, yeah, it's close. And yeah. with the addition of, like, horns, like yeah. a horn section, really, that, 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 that well, did something for me. Operation Ivy types, you know? I, that, loved, I loved Operation Ivy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, I guess it all kind of blends together, mm-hmm. that style of stuff. But yeah, I mean, I, I love the Ramones and, and uh, Black Flag, and, you know, that's, that, yeah. that sort of punk scene. Anyway, when I was that age, so um, they formed in 1983 with uh, Dickie Barrett, who was the lead singer, uh-huh. has been the lead singer the entire time. Uh, you may know him as the voice of, uh, as the big voice on the Jimmy Kimmel show. Oh, you know that's yeah. yeah. He's the uh, uh, here's Jimmy Kimmel. Oh, really? That's that's Dickie oh, Barrett. I didn't know that. Yep. Uh, bassist Joe Gittleman, tenor saxophone Johnny Vegas. Tim Johnny Vegas Burton. Perfect name right? for a saxophone Tenor player. saxophone. And then the boss tone, the guy that has been there the entire time, Ben Carr, the guy that gave me the CD. So uh, they released seven studio albums, three EPs, and a live album before taking a break in 2003. So from 83 to 2003, uh, seven studio albums. Uh, 2007, wow. they came back, and that's when Let's, Let's Face It came out. And, and that, that was the big one. That changed everything for them. Yeah. Yeah. And not that question the answers, Devil's Night Out, not that they weren't good. It just wasn't mainstream. Well, it was that time when it was like post 90s, mm-hmm. post grunge, like 99 to 2001, it was like anything could hit on the radio. Yeah. You know, like yeah. it could be boy bands, it could be rock, it could be. Didn't matter. Squirrel Nut Zippers. Remember those guys? <laughs> yes. Like. Like that, yep. anything could be popular in that window of time. I want to say I saw them in Lawrence too. You might with have. the Reverend Horton Heat. I've seen him yeah. a bunch of times. Yep, good stuff. Uh, so then they reformed in 2007, released four more albums between 09 and 21. Unfortunately, this was on their website just back in January. After decades of brotherhood, touring the world, and making great records together, we have decided not to continue on as a band. Above all, we want to express our sincere gratitude to every single one of you who have supported us. We could not have done any of it without you. So, Where were they from? Mm. Boston. That's what I thought. Yeah, Boston. <clears throat> Boston, Mass. Mm-hmm. Dolan, as a musician, mm-hmm. what sort of share do you think Ben gets from dancing on the stage? <laughs> because... 
uh, he's part of the group. He is he's part of the experience. Just as smart as much as part. Kind of like Parliament had the guy in the diaper. Yeah, well, Bootsy he Collins would, wasn't that Bootsy? I, I thought don't he think played. he was in a diaper. No? Okay. Mm. Bootsy was definitely on the base, but there was just some dude in a diaper walking around. <laughs> I mean, it's part of the show. And well, it, here's the thing. Did he drive the bus, too, maybe? maybe. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know how they've got it all put together, but if he doesn't have any part of the the music or the writing or any of that, he, you know he's not getting royalties yeah. for the music. Yeah, yeah. Um, he might be getting royalties under the brand. Maybe. You know? Um, yeah. He is listed in the band. Yeah. He is a band member. So, huh. I mean, he might... I mean, anybody can be... A part of of the band, right? It's like a business. If you buy into it, you you could be given a title, and yeah. that's all your job is is you just give them money, right? He's a hype man. So yeah. Yeah. A hype man, very much part of the band, could very much be a part of the whole show, could be part of yeah. the whole aspect. It's weird. Um, There's it, not a lot of bands where I can think of that I'm like, oh, that yep. <laughs> that guy's getting stuff from this. Right, he's just dancing around. It but I be... guarantee you, the record label's not paying him any royalties for music. It wouldn't be a Boston show if he wasn't dancing on stage with them. Yeah. No, I think the whole time, right? I, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's yeah. like, I think all the calories he burned. Oh, yeah. <laughs> wow. He's a big dude, too. Yeah. I mean, not, not, he's not big, but I mean, he's, he was tall, right? He's tall. From what yeah. I remember. I think yeah. I saw him. Mm. I think I saw him one time. Yeah. Like in that, when that, when they came back. Yeah. And they had the huge hit. Mm. A couple of hits on that song, yeah. that album. On Let's Face It. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this is a last little bit about the Boston's. Uh, the Boston's have been a huge. It, it, they've shown up in my life in just weird, like weird times, but weird, but oddly like uh, monumental times. Okay. Um, I, I was like I said, I was first introduced to them when I was in Lawrence, uh, and that's when I got Devil's Night Out. The first time I was ever on the radio when I had I actually had a radio gig for a while. I hosted a show at, uh, when I was in college. Uh, I found Question the Answers. I found the next album. We got it as a promo, and I just kept it. Did it have that hole punch in it? I did. Yeah, Yeah. it did. Yeah. (laughs) I know those. Kept it. I wore that CD out and wore it out. It is awesome. I'm fairly sure I could could sing along with every single one of those songs on there. Uh, Then, as as I moved to Omaha... Uh, that was right around the same time. So, 07 is when I yeah. moved to Omaha. And question, uh, I'm sorry, fate, Let's Face It came out. And I wore that CD out. Oh, yeah. Uh, and so, I there was a minute there where I was uh, commuting from Manhattan to Omaha just to train and, and all that. Whoa. So, it's kind of a drive. Yeah. And I listened to that CD over and over and over again. I bet. And it, it seemed like every time I would get off I-80... Onto Dodge Street and and let's fit, and, and uh, the impression that I get came on. Oh, that's a good one. And so and it would take from from that exit all the way down to the Indian Hills Theater where I was working. It, that was the length of the song. Uh, ironically, then uh, this song. Well, uh, one more in between. We decided when Jenny and I got married 16 years ago, we did a little video about like uh, us as kids and then uh-huh. us together and you know stuff like that like you would do at a wedding sure and i used the impression that i get as my song oh, nice and then uh uh when steve and i were going to uh sign the deal to buy out our third partner uh i just had it on in, in my car as i was driving over to the attorney's place i just had on xm radio and on uh the uh, grunge channel on oh, lithium yeah yep. and, get in the car and I put it in reverse and I hit the button and that song came on. 
Oh, and I thought, so meant to be. Oh shit! Yeah, like this is for real. Like so. Huh. Yeah. What's your favorite of their songs? Oh my gosh. I mean, I don't. I don't want to be the one who's like, oh, it's the impression that I get. Yeah. I really. I enjoy that song a lot. Yeah. Uh, uh, pictures to prove it. Off of. Uh, off of. Uh, uh, question the answers. Okay. About. I, I assume it's only about like an ex girlfriend. Like he's yeah. super jaded. Like he's got the pictures to prove it, or mm-hmm. you know that, that they had a really good relationship, uh-huh. and she's telling him no, and they were yeah. happy in the pictures. And, yeah. yeah, and she's yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, I like Royal Oil. Royal Oil is another really good one. I mean, it was on that album, and it was kind of made some, but it wasn't like a hit hit. But that was my that's my favorite. I just, I really like that one. Yeah. Uh, the new stuff has been decent. Uh, Pinpoints and Gin Joints, the one that came out before this one, mm-hmm. uh, that whole album was was surprisingly good. Yeah. Um, the new ones, the new ones, interesting. I mean, they were doing thirty plus years, man. Yes. Yeah, that's a long time. Forty yeah. almost. Yeah. That without the hiatus in there, you know, that's a, that's a long time. A long as a band. time. Yeah, I don't. Uh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Those so. dudes are like in their sixties. <sighs> God, he can still go though, man. Dicky can still, he can still yeah. just wail. So yeah, that's true, man. Yeah, so that's my, that's my boss tones. All right. For you. Well, I went in a totally different direction. That's what I love about this. And the other direction I'm hoping to go into is reach to see if there's any. More oh yeah, there is. In there. Uh, but because my, I'm gonna get a little dry. Get a little parched once you yeah. need a refill. So, one of the beer names really caught my attention, and it caught yours too. King Hippo. King Hippo. Mm. So we're gonna go a little Mike Tyson's Punch Out. Oh yeah. No, I think we've had a beer of theirs previously, long uh, time ago. It's, it's right up, up on. The wall. Yeah, it's right up there on the wall. Mm-hmm. There it is. Yeah. So we'll look at that fondly as I go mm-hmm. through these notes. But yep. uh, Mike Tyson's Punch Out. Guess what? It used to just be called Punch Out. Punch Out. And you knew that. Yep. Sold 3 million copies from 1987 to 1990. That's a lot. That's a lot. Yeah. Um, this was one of those games where you knew someone, maybe their older brother had beat it. Yes. There was a hush. You'd never beat it. No. But somebody you knew knew somebody that had the beat, beat Mike, Mike Tyson. Tyson. Yeah. yeah. And that was one of those things. Mm-hmm. So in the arcade, it was just punch out, like yeah. we said. Mm-hmm. Um, the director of the arcade game is the same person that made the Nintendo game. Okay. And his name was Jinyo Takeda. So he comes from Japan, mm-hmm. moves over to Nintendo USA, and this is one of the first things that he's in charge of doing. Okay. Um, the arcade game, the guys initially were see-through. Yes. Right? So you could see what they were... Uh, what was his name? What was the what, you? Who you? Little Lil Mac. Little Mac. Right. He was like a little green, mm-hmm. uh, like wireframe. Yes. Mm-hmm. So that was what it worked. But when you did that at home, that that didn't work out very mm-hmm. good. So they made him just really short. Yes. And that was their way to do the boxing game. So yeah. Little Mac is little. Yeah. And he's small, and the other guys are usually pretty big, and that's just the perspective, oh. so you can see what you're doing. Especially King Hippo. Yes. King Hippo was was big. Mm-hmm. So that's how they kind of figured that out. Um, with Nintendo, it was kind of like their, not their big push, but it was a, a push to come to the United States and, you know, get market mm-hmm. for some of the other home video games that were out there. Um, they added music cause there wasn't music in the arcade version. It was always too loud in the arcade to hear it anyway. So there were cutscenes in the Nintendo game versus 
on the arcade. There wasn't anything like that. Mm-hmm. So they had the whole like him jogging with the trainer on the yes. bike, you know, and all that stuff. Um, and they didn't even really have a plot in the arcade version because you don't have time for that. You're no. just there to punch. You're just boxing. But Nintendo, there's like a training montage mm-hmm. and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. So it's kind of like they took some cues from Rocky. Yeah. They added it into the arcade game and then here we go. So the first version of the game um, was called was a gold version and it came out in Japan. It did not have Mike Tyson. Okay. So for the Nintendo. Sure. And I'm, I would guarantee you that game's worth a lot of money. A lot. Probably, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So the final boss... Um, was the same as they had in the arcade game. His name was Super Macho Man. Yes. <laughs> but guess what? There's a Macho Man in the United States. Ooh, yeah. yeah. And uh, he didn't really want to give up his oh. likeness. WWF said, no, you can't do that. Macho Man said, no. Yeah. yeah. Couldn't do it. So like, uh-oh, what are we going to do? So they had to think about it, right? Uh-huh. And the guy that's the Nintendo guy. Mm-hmm happens to go and see this boxing match oh with a young mike tyson mm. he's like 19 years old yeah and he just beats the shit out of this guy yep and he's like instantly this is what we need we need this guy in our in our game this has to be about him yeah and that's how the whole thing starts it wasn't like tyson's camp came to them or oh, he just he happened to be and... at the fight really and saw it and was just like wow so they wanted to get his likeness for the game. Mm-hmm. They're like, we can't have Macho Man. No. Nope. Let's get this kid, Mike Tyson. <laughs> yeah. 19, he's 20 at this point now. How about this? 50 grand for three years. <laughs> 87 through 90, 50 grand. Yeah. Done. Sign the deal. Yeah. And they paid him. It was the first endorsement Nintendo ever gave. Wow. Okay. So later on, they had, mm. you know, quite a few, especially sports games. Sure, yeah. But that was the first one they ever mm-hmm. did. They were like, we need you. Here's the money. Sign up with us. Yep. First one really in any home video game in history. 50000 That's really not that much. No. I mean, it's not. And it helps, right? Right. They sell a lot of games. And that helped. It, well, it didn't hurt that he was the best boxer ever. Oh, it didn't that hurt that frame. he just beat the shit out of every opponent after that, right? I mean, he rose as the game rose. Oh, yeah. It was, yeah. So they're tied together. Yes. So previous to that, all the sports games that Nintendo really had were either just super pixelated, like mm-hmm. I'm thinking like 10 yard fight. Yeah. Yeah. Or Mario was involved somehow oh, in the sport. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they're like, okay, what, what do we do to keep our thing? So that's why he's the referee. Mario's the boxing oh, referee that's in the right. game. Right. Yes. So they keep him in to keep their brand thing going on, but Mike Tyson's the star of the show. Um, by the time the game comes out in the United States with his picture on it, and it's called Mike Tyson's Punch Out, he's thirty-one and zero, and he's got three different Jeez, belt championships, yeah. right? And you know, as a kid of the eighties, oh, dude, when Mike Tyson fought, that was a you watched it. That was a you thing. Didn't, you didn't like the boxing. It was an you event. Just, yeah, yeah, it was like a cultural thing. Yep. And he was scary. I mean, he was Iron Mike for a reason, and yep. he was. This is before he was crazy, crazy. He was scary, crazy. He was just vicious and fast. And we'd never seen, there was never a boxer like him before. I mean, maybe maybe some of the earlier boxers were. But not heavyweight. Not like that. I mean, no. he was fast yes. and huge. Yep. Here's Max stats. You want to know his actual yeah. stats in the game? Mm-hmm. He's from the Bronx. Of course. He's, hey, he's tough. Yeah. New York tough guy. He's only 17 years old. Huh. And he's 107 pounds. <laughs> I... I think I weighed 107 pounds once. Hmm, yeah. 
I mean, <sighs> that was a while ago. 12 years old, maybe. maybe. I don't know. So here's some of the other characters. Glass Joe. Mm-hmm. First guy you fought, right? You had that glass uh-huh. jaw. You don't want a glass jaw when you're boxing. Uh-uh. That's, that's a sign. It's over. Mm-hmm. And that's the one thing. So like I was listening to somebody. I can't remember where it was, but they're talking about boxers. Okay. And they're like, you have to be able to, there's two things you have to do. You have to be able to punch. Yeah. That's like 25% of it. Okay. You have to be able to take a punch. That's yeah. 75%. Mm-hmm. And if you can't take a punch, you ain't going to make it. Mm-mm. No matter how good you can throw. Because you're only landing a percentage, right? Right. So if you get three punches against you and you can't handle it, you're done. You're not going to have a career. No. Nah. And that was poor Glass Joe. That was Glass Joe. Yeah. Then we have Von Kaiser. Yeah. Remember him? Uh-huh. Piston Honda. Yeah. Yeah. He was the first real big guy of the game from what I remember. Yep. Like tall and he was a big dude yeah, yeah he was a big dude he was hard to beat yep soda popinski mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. uh you know what his name was in the arcade version no he was a russian character okay and in the 80s you could do this sort of thing yeah uh his name was vodka drunkinski <laughs> <laughs> and they're like well this is meant for home and kids uh let's go with soda popinski fine so vodka changed drunk- it from vodka drunkinski <laughs> Uh, bald bull? Bald bull. That son of a bitch. I could never. He was the bane of my existence yeah. on that game. When he would back up and he'd bounce, 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 and then you had, give you the, you uppercut. the uppercut. No. No matter what you did. Always hit me. Always, always, always. King Hippo, we talked about. That's the beer. He's the one his pants would fall down when you punch him in the punch stomach. Punch the belly button. Yep. And he'd do the thing, the like, or, 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 and then you'd blah, 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 three yep. or four times, and his mm-hmm. pants would fall down, and then you could get him. Yep. Uh, Great Tiger. I don't remember ever getting to him, really. Great he was Tiger, he was the Indian guy. Yeah. And he would kind of dance. And he would kind of, like, disappear yes. and reappear. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. He would remember spin that? around. He would go all around, and, and mm-hmm. you had to, like, block, 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 and then punch him yep. at the right time. Yep. Mr. Sandman, I wrote down. Um, I don't remember him. Mr. Sandman was, he, uh, yeah, he was tough. I never had this game. Uh-huh. I only played it on arcade. I think, I think my friend Daryl had it. Yeah. But we weren't very good. Mm-hmm. We were just mashing buttons. Oh, you know? yeah, yeah. I never even saw Mike Tyson in the Nintendo version. I never, ever beat him. Never, never. Easter eggs. This okay. is one of the first games that had, like, cheats that I knew about. Yes. So here's a couple that I found mm-hmm. that I wrote down. Mm-hmm. Ball Bull. The way to beat him. Mm-hmm. There's a camera flash in the crowd. Yes. And when that goes off, that's your chance. Yep. Because kind of, maybe it blinds him somehow because it's behind him, but whatever. Mm-hmm. You punch. Yep. Second round. You're in, the, you're in the next thing. This is still with Ball Bull. Seven people from the oh. left on the screen. There's a guy behind him. Okay. And he ducks in the crowd. Oh. And when he ducks, you duck. You duck. And then he'll miss, and then you punch him. Oh, okay. And that knocks him out. That's okay. in the second round. If you make it to the second round against Ball Bull. Okay. And then there's also, they had a thing called the Hidden Circuit. I did not know this. I didn't know this. Hidden Fourth Circuit. No. So... You push this one three five seven nine two four six nine zero, and then select A and B. Okay, you do that thing. Yep, it would give you the guys all the same guys, but in a different order. So oh. you could fight Mike Tyson first. Oh geez, or you could fight the so Mr. Sandman, Great been, Tiger, or right. whatever. He yeah. Would, oh, so it was just a way to see some of the other players in the game that maybe you wouldn't normally get to fight. Wow, I didn't know that. I remember a couple other guys that I didn't write down, but. There was a couple of guys that I could beat pretty easily. Yep. And they got harder definitely as I went. 
do you remember the, the there was a pattern and I can't remember which guy it was it would you have to wait wait block block dodge dodge until he gave you the uppercut yeah and then it was right left right left and you had to just keep going right left and there were uppercuts yeah. and you could just knock him out you just go right left but if you messed up and you hit the you know one of them then he'd get you then he would block it right yep and then you have to wait for him to do the thing again and then right left right left. I just remember jumping up I had to jump and mm-hmm. punch and punch and punch and yep yeah. It was a, it was a game that was when I look back at it, it was kind of fun but it was like a code game it was like a mm-hmm. figure out this guy's strategy miss it and then and punch then him, him. Yep. yeah yep. it was like just about codes you got to wait sure till all video games yep. are that way you got to wait till he does the thing you got to wait till he whatever <laughs> right i mean that's and then you can beat him yeah i feel like that's classic nintendo though yeah, like, it is yeah, yeah it is every game you play it's their boss levels like you got to wait till they do the thing and then when they do the thing that's when mm-hmm. you can counter it uh-huh yep yeah. you just have to figure out the thing or yeah. get lucky enough to get to the boss level right yes right yep. without having to put more quarters in. <sighs> that was the magic of the nintendo power magazine is oh, you could yeah. get some of those clues because we didn't have the internet back then no it was just word of mouth yeah. it was that kid's brother that had a cousin that maybe beat the game mm-hmm. that could tell you this stuff like oh that's what you do or it's yeah. got a little paragraph in the magazine it tells you when you get to Soto Popinski, you wait until this, and then you do this, uh-huh. or, or whatever, and it would give you little clues on how to beat them. Yeah. Did you see this year the Christmas movie? I don't know if it was on Netflix or whatever, but it was all about Nintendo? No. Oh, I highly recommend it. Really? I, I have to think about um, the guy that was Hoogie... Uh, oh, what's his name? Doogie Hauser. Okay, yeah. As a grown-up. Mm-hmm. Whatever his name is. Yeah. How I Met Your Mother. He's on that show. Okay. Whatever. Look yep. him up. Yep. He's the dad in this movie. Mm-hmm. And they're going to visit his, like, uh, childhood home. Going to see his mom All for right. Christmas time. Okay. And takes his daughter there. And they're like, man, she's like, I'm bored. What are we going to do? And he's like, you know what? I still have my Nintendo. And she's oh, like, what's Nintendo? Yeah. And he's like, check this out. So he hooks up the Nintendo. And then he tells the story about... How when he was a kid, there was one kid in the neighborhood that had the Nintendo, and it was this Christmas, he wanted this Nintendo, and it was this whole thing about how we got the Nintendo. Steve Zahn is the dad in the movie. He's hmm. awesome. Okay. Um, super funny. It's perfect for people our age. Yeah. Because it's like, it's the 80s, and it's funny because he's, te- it's very much like Princess Bride oh. meets Nintendo. So he's talking about this rich kid in the neighborhood who had the power glove. Yes, and he and he would let ten people into the house at a time to play the video <laughs> games, and everybody would wait outside his house, and he would pick them to come in, and yeah. all this stuff. And uh, it's awesome, and it was super funny Christmas movie, not overly Christmassy, but it was like winter time, and this kid's scheme on how to get the Nintendo, he's going to have to try to buy it, and that didn't work, and he was going to have to win one, and there was a like a contest to win the was through the scouts, yeah, to like sell things, and super awesome. God, I wish I could think. I wish I could think of the name of it, but huh. it just came out recently. All right. I, look, I, awesome. Nintendo, movie. around the same time that I watched my very few, first KU basketball game was about the time I got my first. It was like, it was about the same time. 86, oh. right? I got mine in 88. Okay. Yeah. It was about, it was about that time. Yeah. And that was, that was just mind blowing. Oh, dude. To me. It was a huge thing. Huge. Like I, the first, I remember getting it on Christmas. Yeah. And we plugged it into a 13-inch black and white TV, and we said this close to uh-huh. play Duck Hunt. Yep. That meme on TV, like, if you don't know what this is, and it's a couple kids sitting down, like, eating uh, macaroni and cheese uh-huh. on the floor playing Mario. Yeah. Like, that. yeah. That's no. the 80s right there. That totally is. 
Yeah. So Don't. I guess these guys at the brewery must like that Maybe. Game. Maybe. I played it at uh, oh, in Benson, the beer bar. Oh, at Beercade. Yes. Mm-hmm. They have a very nice Mike Tyson's Punch-Out nice. arcade version there. I would love to go back and play the old version again. Yeah. Like we used to play at the arcade yep. years ago. So that was my dad. I think I've told this story before. My dad, there was a, my dad ran a theater when I was a kid, a movie theater. So we would, we would, I, we were at downtown all night, right? I mean, we were at the theater all night and, uh, it, there was a coffee, there was a, a cafe down the way that all that was open all the time. And he would give me 50 cents and I would go down there and I would get him in his, in his coffee cup and I would get him a cup of coffee for a quarter and I give them the quarter. They give me a cup of coffee. Cup of coffee. Uh-huh. I take it back to the theater, give it to him. Then I'd run down to the arcade at the opposite end of the street, and I would play Punch Out. Wow! Yeah, with one quarter, one quarter. You better be good. I was terrible, <laughs> but it was so worth it. And my dad, he'd be like, "Yeah, I'll take another cup of coffee." Down the street. You didn't have arcade games in the movie theater? No, huh? Huh? No. I mean, this was this was mid '80s, yeah. so no, Mm-mm. early '80s maybe. Okay. Yeah. Um, there you go. That's a fun little trip down memory lane there you right go, there. Yeah. Awesome. Dolan, Dolan has Dolan has no he's idea. Like, what we're what's talking Mike Tyson? <laughs> no, no, no. I so my very first gaming system was a Nintendo, um, and I played Star Fox and I played Super Smash Bros. The first one, Mario Kart, of course, uh, Mario Party, um, and then I got the Super Nintendo. After that, um, maybe those games were on the Super Nintendo. Yeah, I think they were. Um, but I had the original Nintendo before that, and I don't remember uh, what games are on there. And then at some point, I had the 007 game. Oh, that was GoldenEye. Yeah, yeah, GoldenEye. So or 64. Yeah, 64. Is that what that was? Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. Um, well, it went from 8 to 64 bits, right? It went from 8 to 16 to 64. Yeah. Super was oh, 16. Okay. Was like, That's what happened? That was like Sega, right? Well, 16? Sega? Then I had Sega, too. I played uh, Donkey Kong on, on Sega. Donkey Kong, maybe it was Genesis, Sega Genesis. Yeah, probably Sega Genesis. Yeah. yeah. Probably. And then, uh, then, I, then I, my Super Nintendo or whatever overheated. Oh, And boy. I got the PlayStation 1. Oh. Uh, Wow. Yep. What? No yep. Dreamcast? No. I had that. No. You Sucked. had a Dreamcast? Yeah. Nice. Had it for football. Had it. Oh, man. It was a Randy Moss football game I had with that. <laughs> yeah. And then there was like a like a fighting game with swords and stuff. Oh, not like Pit Fighter or something like no, that? No. It was like a, yeah, like a knockoff Street mm. Fighter, but they had a sword. Mm. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, TripAdvisor. Okay. 4.5 out of 5 on 52 reviews. I'm telling you what, they're all 4.5. They are. They are. They really are. Uh, this was just titled Great Beer. Okay. There were, there were a couple bad reviews. Uh. But the bad reviews weren't, like, laughable. Yeah. They, like, they were just trying to be malicious. And I don't want to um, give them. Yeah, I, no. I don't, yeah. We're so, not going to air those. Yeah, no, dumb. Uh, this one's just called Great Beer. We love the atmosphere and the selection of, selection spelled wrong, of beer is really good. Out of all the craft... Craft spelled wrong too. I didn't even notice this. Oh, this boy. is not me. I just copied and pasted. They must have wrote this at the brewery. At the brewery. Yeah. Congratulations. Out of all <laughs> the craft brew houses in Lawrence, this is my favorite. I like the staff, always friendly, and the service is great. Highly recommend. Five out of five. 
There you go. Okay. There you go. And bonus, if you drank as much as these people did, you could go stay in the little the uh, hotel, the room upstairs. The room upstairs. Yeah. Hopefully they called works. an Uber. I asked you earlier. Do you still do you know this? What's yeah. up with the dog on the uh, logo? The logo, I do not know. I do not know. It's got a little like, almost I, looks like the Target dog kind of. I think they like love that style of dog animals because they? they have. If you go to the east location, to the original location. Uh, they have like dog scarfs and uh, dog collars and oh. a leash and so when I was so there, I, I bought merch. a yeah, I bought a, a a collar for for one of my dogs. So, yeah, yeah. Hmm. yeah. I just that's the main. It's got like a beer cup in is it in his mouth. It's like he's he's balancing it on, on his, his nose. nose. Yeah. So that I I know I have a sticker yep. of it at home. So yeah. I'm surprised that they've only been around that short of time. Not that years long, or whatever. Yeah, not that long at all. Untapped, 394 check-ins on this. So if I hadn't checked Small. in, 394. Right. Mm-hmm. But and I, you had this on tap, huh? I, I did. And was it, it different? No, it was, it was quite the, the same. same huh? It was very much the same. Which This thing uh, is legit and yeah. delicious. Um, 4.22 is my guess. Ooh, all right. Um, uh, I'm going to go 394. Actually, those are solid. Four point zero seven. Well, that's mm. over four. Still over good. four, still good. Yeah. Yeah. This this is maybe a five for me. I, I went four and a half on it just because it was, like you said, after a very long day of drinking, yeah. basketball game, more drinking, more food, uh-huh. more drinking, yeah. and then this was the last stop because I saw they had a location in the parking lot where I where we parked uh-huh. and it was towards the end of the night and we still had to drive back 20 miles to Legends in Kansas City mm-hmm. well we Jenny did yeah she, yeah, she you drove. were riding that day absolutely yeah. uh, we uh, I, I said we got we got to stop for one we got, we got to go to this place right here and they're yeah. like oh. Jenny was like come on and I talked Tyler into it because this is the first time he'd ever been my, yeah. my cousin-in-law now and he's a beer guy like you, you want to go here? He's like, oh yeah, I want to go. I, yeah, I do. And I do. Like, well, see, he wants to go. We gotta go. <laughs> Tyler wants to go. We have to <laughs> and go. I'll go if he wants to go, and he really Fine, wants to go. Fine, I'll do one more beer, and nice. we ended up having three more while we were there, and it was awesome. I mean, one more is one more stop. It doesn't mean one more beer. <laughs> oh, That's how call. you phrase it. Just one more. one more. One more. One more stop. Stop. Yep. <laughs> so there you go. Oh boy, yeah. It, it is. It is a. Uh, every time I go to Lawrence now, I, I will go to. I'll go to Lawrence Beer Company. It's. Yeah. I've been to. I've been all. I've been to all the other ones. This How are their IPAs? They're good. Yeah. Uh, the the one the King Hippo one what was uh-huh. it? the uh, Hazy Hippo. Yeah, Hazy Hippo. I had that one first actually, and that one was really really good. Hmm. It was exactly what you would think a hazy would be. All right, there. So, I just missed fantastic. I told that to my wife the other day. I was like, man, that's been like two years we're since coming, I sat at a brewery and like had beers on a Saturday afternoon. We're coming out of this. We are, I, say. I, I, I hope so. Hopefully we're coming out of this and we'll be able to go back to doing that. Because right now, as we're recording this, it's snowing. Yeah. And yeah. that's not great. No. Patio time is coming. Trust me. Okay. It's, it's coming. So, All right. Well, we're not going anywhere for yeah, a while. Let's have another beer. Thank you for listening to A Beer with Atlas. Special thanks to our brand team for producing the show. Each episode of A Beer with Atlas is powered by Atlas Medstaff, an industry leader in travel healthcare staffing.